0: first time, Wes welcomed three friends from El Salvador into our community. While they were here, we presented them with an award on behalf of Radio Victoria, a community radio station that exemplifies resistance by speaking truth to power. Wes and Radio Victoria go back to 2003, when we first began sending youth and adults to El Salvador. Christina Starr, a founder of Radio Victoria and an expat from the U.S., has been our friend and in-country guide ever since. Christina's lived in El Salvador since the mid-1980s. When the Civil War ended in 1992, she found herself living in a tiny mud-brick house in northern Cabanas, not far from El Rodeo. Back then, she told us, there was no public transportation, no telephones, often no electricity, and no newspaper or mail delivery. Imagine how isolated they were. But that has changed. Today Radio Victoria embodies the vibrancy of rural El Salvador. In Christina's words, picture men in cowboy hats riding into town on horses to deliver a packet of tightly folded letters with greetings and song requests wrapped in a plastic bag. Picture women with voices so strong they travel across valleys, walking into the transmission cabin to chat about their lives and send messages to their families. Picture kids, breathless to send their mom a greeting, shy in front of the microphone, but determined to get the words out. Or picture a music group crossing the river from Honduras, riding through the hills in the back of a cattle truck with instruments to play live on the radio, have their music recorded, and then requested by an audience. And picture 20 teens and young adults cleaning mud from their shoes before starting their shift on air, or bringing in news reports, or getting ready to record an educational spot or advertisement. But some see Radio Victoria as a threat. In 2003, a Canadian mining company called Pacific Rim began operating an exploratory gold mine in Cabanas called, what else? El Dorado. (laughs) The mine is located in the watershed of the Lempa River. Ninety percent of the surface water in El Salvador is already polluted. Ninety percent. And the Lempa is the country's primary source of drinking water. In 2006, Radio Victoria began reporting on the mine and its potential to damage the water supply. In response, Pacific Rim offered the station $8,000 a month to help them promote a green mining public relations campaign designed to counter environmentalist critics. Many of you met our friend, Elvis Zavala, a leader of El Rodeo and director of the radio, who came to West. He told a reporter from Oxfam, okay, $8,000 would have solved a lot of problems for us. We could pay staff and buy new equipment. But the station knew from their listeners that there was a lot of opposition to the mine, and Radio Victoria refused to take the money. This was also during the time when the radio was covering the work of a local environmental leader named Marcelo Rivera. He was leading protest marches and workshops to educate people and communities about the dangers of mining. That was when the anonymous threats began. As our friend Maricela Ramos said, we got messages that we were on death lists. In June 2009, Marcelo Rivera disappeared. We assigned two reporters to investigate his disappearance, and the threats increased to the point that we had to take our staff out of the area. We got threats over the cell phone. Letters slipped under the door of the radio station and at our homes. Someone damaged the station's transmission lines and tried to knock down the antenna, she said. After 12 days, Rivera's body was found. He'd been brutally tortured, murdered, and thrown down a dry well. Over the next two years, Three more environmental activists would lose their lives through murder. During this time, the station received so many death threats that the government assigned bodyguards to some of the staff. Many would have been silenced, but Maricela agreed to take over as media coordinator for the radio. Every press release the station issued bore her name. She was the main speaker at press conferences, and the threats shifted to her one of the many text messages that she received read, Look, you fool, we know where you live, that you are alone in your house. Put a stop to the news show. You are the coordinator. You also have a daughter. These people, Marcelo and Maricela, are not names without faces to us. We know Marcelo's brother Miguel, He works with us on the water project in El Rodeo. And Maricela is a good friend. We stayed in her house during our very first visit to El Rodeo in 2009. And again last summer when we celebrated her daughter Isel's sixth birthday. For years, Maricela's parents, Carlos and Esperanza, have opened their home to us for lodging, meals, meetings, pupusas, and hammock time. Friends of the station help Maricela and her daughter go to Ecuador to escape the danger. I had to decide if I wanted to keep being a radio reporter, she said. A lot of my colleagues suffered these threats, but I came back and we talked together. Now we feel united and strong. Elvis said that one of the scariest moments of the violent period also led to a sign of hope. It came on a day when just one staff person was at the station and she got a threat that an extermination group was on its way to burn down the building. Panicky, she called Elvis, who in turn called others who called their friends. Soon, a group of supporters with machetes arrived to surround and protect the station. Elvis recounted, When we saw them at the radio, we felt that we were not alone. They told me, If they are going to torch the radio, they are going to have to kill us first. Throughout the time of the murders and the threats, Radio Victoria continued to broadcast. They conducted a campaign demanding that the Attorney General investigate who was behind the violence in Cabanas. Oxfam, Amnesty, and other international organizations, and WES, responded by sending thousands of signatures to the Attorney General, urging that he open the investigation. Today, Radio Victoria is still covering the El Dorado mine and the government of El Salvador continues to deny the mining company a permit to mine gold in Cabanas. But in a bizarre twist of corporate international arbitration, the mining company is suing the country of El Salvador for $300 million for denying them their extraction permit. The government of El Salvador has resisted, insisting that it is the people and not the company who have the right to determine their own environmental policy. And our friends at Radio Victoria, they continue to resist. Since 2009, they've received four national awards for investigative reporting. Their dogged coverage of mining has taken them from, from Cabanas in rural El Salvador to the streets of Washington. Last March, they joined hundreds of us to speak in front of the World Bank, where the mining company's lawsuit is being litigated. From rural El Salvador to the halls of power in the United States, our Salvadoran friends truly inspire us. To me, they embody the word, resistance.
1: morning these are the reflections of lola skolnick these are her reflections on solidarity in el salvador the word solidarity plays an important role it is spoken and written often it means unity or agreement of feeling or action especially among individuals with a common interest mutual support within a group It also conveys a personal message. I am with you, and I am part of the struggle. I did not utilize the word solidarity on a regular basis before going to El Rodeo. But once there, I found it to be an excellent means of quickly establishing the reason for our being in the community, our support for their community and its collective goals, our unity of purpose whether you know the word or not so many of you here at the Washington Ethical Society have been participating in solidarity with El Rodeo from your generous contributions to buy water filters for every household in the community in 2010 and again in 2015 to purchase the spring called Aguas Caliente in 2014 to the recent 2015 campaign for the final dollars needed to complete the funding for the water system you have been supporting the most cherished dream to bring clean, running water to the people of El Rodeo. You have also shown solidarity by sending school supplies and books to the school, by sending, sending your teens or adults on a delegation, by contributing to the trips of delegates, by donating frequent flyer miles by sharing the plate with organizations that are so important to bettering the life in El Rodeo, such as Cocosí, Coco Da, and Radio Victoria. Our friends in El Rodeo draw strength and resolve in their struggles because they know they have a stronger voice when we join them. When we demand investigation into the murders of anti-mining activists in Cabana's province, or demonstrating in front of the World Bank against corporate greed and that would deny the people of El Salvador the right to safeguard their own environment and health or pulling bureaucratic strings to bring a delegation from El Rodeo to the United States and we in turn have drawn strength and resolve from our friends in El Salvador We are inspired when we meet individuals such as Elvis Zavala and Christina Starr from Radio Victoria who did not stop broadcasting and speaking out against mining, even when faced with death threats. We draw strength knowing that Vidalina Morales continues to travel the world, exposing the truth about the environmental disasters awaiting her country if gold mining is not stopped once and for all. The presence of these three individuals at WES in March 2015 connected names to faces, but also connected us to resolve. Resolve to continue to support the dreams and goals of El Rodeo. Our solidarity has led to trust from the community. After five years of Susan Runner's Dental Clinics, We knew a deep level of trust had been established when old men who rarely acknowledged our presence started coming in for dental treatments for the first time. The repeated West delegations have communicated our resolve to work with them as partners, such as meeting jointly with a regional organization that led to testing water quality and flow in the community, the first step toward the water system. Our solidarity has created a network of partnerships with other organizations such as Rotary International and the Japanese government whose funding will make the long-awaited water project a reality. I am personally inspired by the daily actions of this small community and in communities like it throughout El Salvador and indeed throughout the world. With no running water, no steady income, no secure food sources, these individuals wake up every day to a life of endless toil. Women like Carolina carry heavy jugs of water for drinking and cooking up steep, slippery sl- rock-strewn slopes. Men like Chepe walk 40 minutes up mountainous paths carrying a machete, a hoe, and a heavy sack of seeds to get to his impossibly slanted field where he hand-tills the soil making planty ho- planting holes with a sharp stick. Children like Nancy collect sticks for fueling the family's wood-burning cooking fire. Families such as Vidalinas eat beans, rice, and corn tortillas made from the crops they have harvested, if the weather has been kind. Men and women such as Elvis and Maricela travel long distances by foot or by bus to find employment. Young adults, such as Vidalina's son, Tito, rise in the middle of the night to start a four-hour journey to attend university classes and must return later the same day because money is scarce. Individuals like Mary's mother look out with vacant eyes, suffering from the searing effects of a distant war. And yet, the people of El Rodeo continue to dream and believe that together, They can improve their lives and those of future generations. They welcome West delegates into their homes because they know that we are with them in solidarity. So now you know about solidarity. Solidarity is a great word, but also a powerful way of being. Together with others sharing common goals and purpose, we can accomplish more than we can accomplish by ourselves. Through solidarity, we also learn about resistance. We learn that you can't stop trying just because it's hard. We learn that resistance takes resolve. That resistance takes action. We grumble about issues that worry us, from gun violence to human rights to racial prejudice. To poverty, to gender inequality, the list goes on. But what would happen if we dedicated our lives to fighting gun violence? Not just writing a check to support our cause, but what if we got out of our warm, comfortable lives and spent a part of every day working on solutions to gun violence? What if all of us banded together in this fight? imagine what we could accomplish. Let me leave you with this challenge. What does solidarity and resistance mean to you? And how will you practice solidarity in 2016? Thank you.